It's intern John. Football is back, and this commander season, there are huge prizes to be won at Safeway. Enter Safeway's Huddle Up and Win Sweepstakes. You could win up to $10,000 cash or autograph commander's merchandise. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at SafewayHuddleUpAndWin.com. Safeway makes sure commander's fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Safeway, the official supermarket of the Washington Commanders. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you for joining in to another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I'm your host, Jared Lasky, and I want to bless each and every one of you in the name of Jesus and encourage you to draw near to the wonderful, incredible, and amazing Holy Spirit. I want to also encourage you guys, go to my website, firebornministries.com. Check out all the resources that we have available. Check out the podcast. Even book a Spirit-Empowered Coaching Session with me to receive prayer for the baptism of the Holy Spirit or inner healing or see what the Holy Spirit has prophetically for you. So that's at firebornministries.com. I'm excited for my special guest today. I've got Tony Myers of the Pushing Boundaries podcast. He's the founder of Outside the Four Walls Ministry. He was healed miraculously, and I don't want to steal his thunder. I would love for him to share that testimony of how he was healed supernaturally. He walks in the supernatural power of God daily. He's the author of The Lord Jesus Healed Me, Journey of an Atheist to the Truth, Unlocking the Mystery of Divine Healing, Divine Healing, Do It Yourself, Yes, You Can, and more. And again, he's got that podcast, Pushing Boundaries, right here on the Charisma Podcast Network. And he's my new friend. We're on an episode of Jonathan Feldstein's Inspiration from Zion podcast. I was just a guest on his podcast. And now it's my turn. So please help me welcome Tony Myers to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome, Tony. Thank you, Jared. Pleasure. My honor. Well, honor is all mine, brother. You know, Dr. Steve Green had uh, mentored both of us, coached us, personally invested in all of us. So I want to dedicate this to him, to his memory. Incredible human being impacted millions of lives. He's the reason why we're on the Charisma Podcast Network. It was his idea and everything. And so you're on the podcast network with Pushing Boundaries, finishing up your first season, tens of thousands of downloads. So congratulations. Uh, You've got the second season coming up. So I'm excited to be a guest on there. And thank you so much for being part of this. But Tony, love to hear your story about how you came to Christ. Uh, And then We'll see what the Holy Spirit has for us. But how did you come to Christ? Because on your episode, you mentioned that you're a fellow veteran. So thank you for your service. Uh, But can you please let us know, um, anybody listening in, let them know your story. So with me, I was a lifelong atheist from an early age, probably from around the age of eight on up. Now, my parents were Catholic. 
something never sat right with me in the Catholic Church. I took a lot of probably wrong beliefs from them, but there was so much. I just saw there. I had a couple of friends die at a young age. One was decapitated, and I was hearing God need another angel, and I'm like, well, if this God needs another angel, take a life of a kid, what in the world? And there were plenty of expletives past that. Um, So then I lived out the drug scene, the booze, all of that, joined the military right at the age of 17. I could not fathom that there was a God that was so callous and cold. And that's the way I saw him. And in fact, when I was eight, I saw Jesus. But to me, I've, I've never heard a testimony of seeing Jesus. What I saw, he was mad at me. And the way I put it, I was seeing through an eight-year-old mind, a child mind, what I had been taught about him. He was standing there to me. He was stern. His arms were closed off to me. And I'm like, well, if you ain't speaking to me, because he didn't say a word. Now, there was an extreme light in the room. Just a flood of light. But to me, he seemed angry. And I just turned around and said, dude, if you ain't going to talk to me because you're mad at me, then fine. I don't want nothing to do with you. And that was essentially the start of me putting up the walls, of me not wanting to have anything to do with him. And then everything that happened that was evil or wrong, I just contributed it straight to him to till I got to the point where I just denied him straight out. I will say this, as an atheist, now, this is me speaking now as a believer, but it wasn't that I was rebelling against God. I was rebelling about the God that I was presented. And so that's me saying it now. I would have never admitted to it at a time, but deep down, I knew there was a God. I just didn't like what the God I was seeing. Now, you look at that. Years later, I was 43, and then I started, well, my body started shutting down. What I was healed from was Lou Gehrig's disease on top of a plethora of other things. I had emphysema, the worst that the lung specialist had seen, uh, had back problems from the military, had laundry list. Uh, there was not one part of my body that was not affected. And so the time frame of this is around 2006. It was also the time frame, and I can say this now, that the Holy Spirit introduced me to my wife, at the time my future wife, who happened to be a believer, which up until that point, if I found out you were you as a Christian, I would have nothing to do with you. Yet, 
this woman snuck in there. Um, <laughs> and thank God, the Holy Spirit, hey, he was behind all of it. So in 2006, what started happening, one, I could only eat bites at a time every two or three days. It felt like my stomach was full of rocks all the time. And I would just take a few bites and that's all I could do. My speech started becoming slurred. I experienced what was called a death tired, what I call death tired. I would just wake up and could not keep my, my eyelids open. I would head off to work. I was a welder. This was after the military. I got out of the military in 95. I w then I became a welder. And I was on my way to work. It was a 20-minute drive. I would have to stop at least two times on the side of the road and take a power nap because I literally could not keep my eyes open. So that was the start of it. And then real quick, everything started. My legs were affected. My arms were affected. And by late 2009, early 2010, I, w I became completely paralyzed. I would have problems swallowing. I would have problems talking. And, and it sounded like I had oatmeal in my mouth is the best way to describe it. People couldn't understand me. Now, in 2008, I moved to be with my wife. I moved from Alabama to Virginia, where I'm at now. This is funny because I always told her she would talk about Jesus and all. And I would say, well, me, me and Jesus got a problem. I just don't want to discuss this. I didn't even at first come straight out and say that I was an atheist. I would just say, hey, me and God got a problem. <laughs> and so, but online, through the phone, all that from 2006 to 2008, we got to know each other. And then we decided I'd move to Virginia. And that's when everything just snowballed. And that's when I, I was becoming more and more paralyzed. And it started happening so much quicker. All this time now, before I left, I told her, I said, you can, you know, you go to church, go to church. You read the Bible, read the Bible. Just don't do this stuff around me and don't ask me to go to church. Well, it was early 2009. Now, we still disagree. I say I brought up first. She says she brought up first. We ended up going to the church. And I told, I told her, I said, look, if one person, I'm not dressing up, I'm going as I am. And I would wear holy jeans and a bandana, leather jacket, the whole nine yards. And I'm like, if they look at me funny, and by this time I was already using a walker. And I told her, I said, if, they, if one person looks at me funny, I'm going to figure out how to hit them, and then I will leave, and I will never walk away. Or never walk away. Hello. <laughs> I would walk away and never come back. And so, but once again, the Holy Spirit was so active. I walked in 
the first person I saw was wearing a bandana. Hmm. And he was part of the worship team. And so that kind of got my defenses down. And I was like, okay. Now, I was in pain and everything, and I can't tell you really anything about that service. But that that there was that introduction, and that was the first time I've been in a church in my adult life, for sure. And so the Lord, the way I describe it, he was taking off some of my rough edges. Before then, and before all the physical stuff started, I was very militant. I was very, I would talk with my fists. If somebody walked up to me and they was a man and they started teaching Jesus, I would just jump on them. I was very aggressive. And then from 2006 on, that's when I started becoming less aggressive. And that was when I was opening up some. And I believe that the Holy Spirit was absolutely working through my wife and peeling off some of them, some of that harshness. That's just, my story could be real long because there's so much to it. Right. And there are so many different paths that, and I want to get to the testimony. And so let me say this. I went downhill real quick, basically at home in the living room, in a wheelchair, 2407. The military, they diagnosed me with Lou Gehrig's in 2011, and it took that long, but yet they were unwilling to do a lot for me. I don't focus on that, but I want people to understand I didn't have stuff where I could be lifted onto the bed, and then I was in a wheelchair 2407 in the living room. The power wheelchair would not fit in the bedroom. So I was basically, that's where I spent all my time from 2009. It was July 4th, 2012 that I was healed. Hmm. Yeah, sure that. Two, um, two weeks before my healing, I had run the wheelchair in our four lane, Highway 58, because I wanted to die. I wanted it to be over. My wife was suffering, trying to take care of me by herself and with somebody that's completely paralyzed. My eyebrows wouldn't even move. Hmm. And y'all see they're moving now. So <laughs> no one would hit me. Now, I did this while my wife was was getting her some groceries and she wouldn't spend much time away from me. Now, she has Sharon that moments before she would go to leave, she would always have a spirit of fear that I would not be alive when she came back. She knew what I was planning. Hmm. But then, as soon as she left, the Holy Spirit would give her a peace. Now, she didn't tell me this at the time. <laughs> then, a week before my healing, the speech and swallowing therapist came in, and he came in, and he looked white, as uh, white as a sheet. And he was like, I saw you walking. 
I literally saw you walking. I'm thinking to myself in expletives, dude, you're crazy. Mm. I'm like, I was right here. <laughs> that happened a week before. Then on the day of my healing, it was, it was July 4th. It would have been a Wednesday. I'm sitting there doing what I'd been doing, thinking about how I could end it. And when you can't move nothing, that's a pretty tall order. Then I looked at the clock. It was 1.45. All of a sudden, this thought comes to me that Jesus suffered more in one day than I had suffered this entire time. It was just weird. It was, where did that thought come from? Then I just started imagining Jesus at the whipping post. That turned into an open vision, which I had no clue what an open vision was. But that it, it was a hologram, like, and it was as if I was standing right in front of him as he was being whipped. I hadn't read the Bible, didn't even own a Bible, didn't know anything really. And yet what I saw was the cat and nine tails wrapping around his front first. And I was seeing from the front and ripping. I saw the blood spattering. The blood was pooling at his feet. Chunks of meat were just flying through the air. And then all of a sudden, and, and the soldier was, and the only way I can describe it is demonic fury is he was just, it was an unnatural, supernatural speed. Everything was like superhuman of how he was being whipped. Then that that scene went to him on the cross. And at this time, my gaze met his gaze, and there was such love in his eyes. Now, the rest of his body did not look human. It, it looked as, as if he was an animal being skinned. And there were, you could see his bones, but his eyes, there was such love. And probably for the first time in my life, I felt peace. Wow. One, one of the things, you know, mentally... I had severe PTSD and all that, but yet I felt peace. For I would say the first time in my life, it was just this wave of, I call it liquid gold, just washed over me. And then I said, Jesus loves me. And I said that three times. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I said, back pain be gone. Now, my stomach was paralyzed, so none of the drugs, none of the painkiller, none of that, all that had to be squashed up. My wife would put in the insurer, and I was getting about 120 calories, which is like a tablespoonful a day, and that was it. And it was just sitting in my stomach, turned to rock. So this whole time, I had been in extreme pain, and that's not to mention as each, as the nerve sheath is dying, you go through 
muscle convulsions, they're called flaccidations. That is extreme pain. The muscles jump violently and that causes extreme pain. So I had had no relief from pain. All of a sudden, the pain in my entire body was gone. And what I said was, back pain be gone. And I say, when I said, it was probably more thinking than saying because I couldn't talk. Uh, But it was back pain be gone. All of a sudden, it was. And then I said, in the name of Jesus. And so this is the Holy Spirit essentially putting words in my mouth. I did not pre-think them or anything like that. And then my fingers were curled and unmovable. They were in a loose fist. And I just said, fingers move. And it started moving. And then I said, I said, uh, legs move. All of a sudden, both my legs hit the floor. Then I said, Jesus, don't let me fall. And I got up. I stood up and walked to the bedroom to show my wife. She said, I look like Frankenstein. Wow. I, was, I was all with the arms extended. My arms weren't moving as of that moment. But when I got to the bedroom, my speech cleared up. My arms started moving. Now, in, from January 1st on of 2012, That was when they said my stomach completely stopped, was completely paralyzed. This other time it was working sometimes. I shouldn't have even made it to July 4th. But yet, here was this that happened. And then I didn't even know how to react. It was a good thing, but I think we were in shock. Mm -hmm. And so then from there... I drove for the first time. Everything was a brand new experience. If you think having an adult mind in the body of a child in that I was relearning how to do, everything was a brand new experience to me. That's just a real quick version of what the Lord did that we went to the, we went to the worship service that the church was having And I had only gone about 12 times to this church uh, because of my immobility and all that. But when they found out I was walking, I drove for the first time there. And then they were getting word out, hey, Tony's healed. Wow. Wow. And that was the first night I gave my testimony. Saw a bunch of healings that day because, hey, I had no clue what I was doing, but everybody I saw... I prayed for him. I prayed, and it seemed like there was a lot of people that got healed that night, but that's when I started praying for people had no clue what I was doing. You can hear God's voice and prophesy. Every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. 
Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful e-course, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. Wow, so you were healed, and then you, God started using you to bring healing to other people's lives immediately. And your, your vision that you'd had, very similar to how my dad came to know Jesus, where uh, the day he gave his life to Christ, he was water baptized, went home, and then was like, I, I, I don't feel anything. It hasn't changed. You know, I was in the womb with my twin brother at this time, so you know, it's just secondhand information. But he sent my mom off to the store so that he could smoke a joint. <laughs> and then he said before it touched his lips, it's like he was transported to Calvary and he saw Jesus on the cross, his bloody mangled body. But he said the same thing you said, his eyes were full of love. His yeah. eyes were full of love and his eyes were full of love for you, Tony. His eyes are full of love for every single person. And he wants none to perish, but to all come to relationship with him and have eternal life with him so now that you you've been transformed and then god's using you in healing what have you seen recently that can you share a story of of healing for us and then after that story can you pray for us because i see people chatting you know i know that there are people watching this or listening in who need healing in their body so could you uh, share a testimony and then pray for people to receive their healing while watching and listening into this well recently and here's kind of a new favorite one of mine. I was in Millsboro, Kentucky, which where I'm at, we're right at the borders of Kentucky, Tennessee, and Virginia. And in Millsboro, I was there. I was running across the street. This fella in a red truck stops in the middle of four lanes of traffic. He just stops the truck and says, Hey, I love your blue hair. And is that Kentucky blue? And I'm like, no, I was healed from Lou Gehrig's disease. And blue is a prophetic color for healing. That's right. It was like, dude. And I'm like, yeah, for real. Look, I've got uh, rods in my back and I have a hard time doing anything. Would you say something? And I'm like, all right, get out of the truck, you're healed. And he got out of the truck. This is holding up traffic now, okay? <laughs> you're getting honks, everything else. I'm not caring. I'm just thinking about this fella. And he jumps out, and he didn't jump. He got out of the truck, touches the ground, and it's like, I ain't never, he's like, it's like they're not there anymore. And he said he felt a burning. I'm like, oh, that's them rods melting away. 
he gives me a hug, gets back in the truck, come to find out. He said, real quick, he said, dude, I was an atheist till I saw you and your blue hair. Wow. And then he took off. I haven't seen him since, but um, that's become one of my favorite ones. That was just such a great miracle. I have seen uh, legs that were amputated come back. I've seen arms. One one woman had one arm that was only about six inches. Her hand was attached, but it was enough with the hand attached. And right in front of both of us, it grew out. It just went zip, zip, zip. Uh, so there's a couple of things I'd seen. Uh, and so right now, I just speak over every single person. The Holy Spirit is within you and is giving life to your body right now. The Holy Spirit is the river of living water and he's flowing through your body right now and healing every single part. Right now, spines are being totally reconnected. Thank you, Jesus. Tumors, a breast tumor, the left side, right now being healed. There's a brain tumor size of a peanut in the right frontal lobe that's being healed right now is just dissolving. Thank you, Jesus. Stroke victims, right now. There's there's a woman that has her left arm at her side that, that is not moving. I believe she's middle-aged, about 45 years old, with sandy blonde hair. She is wearing glasses, and right now I speak that arm move. Completely healed all the damage to the brain from the stroke restored right now. Thank you, Jesus. The eating disorders, I just speak right now. Gastroparesis healed right now. Thank you, Jesus. Diabetes, your blood level maintained the way it should right now. Or sugar level, thank you, Jesus. I just speak healing over every single person. On my shirt says, be blessed, be healed, be a blessing. Be, that word, is naturally how a believer exists. It means you are blessed. You are healed. And you are a blessing all because the Holy Spirit is in you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you want everyone in the sound of my voice to be healed. Thank you. Amen. Amen. By his stripes, we are healed. Tony, I need to have you back ASAP to hear (laughs) more of these stories. Wow. Regenerative, creative miracles. Like, thank you, Jesus. You know, um, yeah, so I need to have you back. But Tony, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you for more information? The best way is go through my website, TonyBelieves.com. And then I've got everything right there, even the podcast there, my YouTube channel. You, you essentially have access to everything. And also feel free to call me. My number, 865 
585-5406. Awesome. Wow. So you're the second person that I've had on my podcast to give out their personal cell phone number. So I'm expecting people to call you. <laughs> but hey, people, just understand he's East Coast time. So be mindful of times, <laughs> and, you know, evening time. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> thank you, Tony, for sharing these stories, your personal testimony. Guys, if you were healed while he was praying for us, while you were listening in, contact us. Go to TonyBelieves.com, contact Tony. You could go to FirebornMinistries.com, uh, fill up the information, email us, info at FirebornMinistries.com. Let us know what the Holy Spirit did in you and through you during this time. And um, Tony's got a podcast called Pushing Boundaries with Tony Myers, and he's living supernaturally just as I am. So guys, I'm going to bring him back to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. So don't forget to share and subscribe to Adventures with Jared Lasky anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcasts and also Pushing Boundaries with Tony Myers, both on the Charisma Podcast Network. Tony, thanks again for being my special guest. Thank you, brother Jared. So much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.